Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. on my TV, as per usual. It's just Jerry Jones, like, slamming his hands down in the owner's box from Sunday. It's just... That must have been tough, man. Seven against the Packers, and he just smoked. Do you think, like, it's like Jerry Jones is breaking fine china in the box? It's on video, it's on Fox, and Kevin Burkhardt's like, man, we're we're still... I promise everybody... We're efforting to find out what's happening with CD Lamb. Like we will find out, everybody. We got Aaron we'll Andrews and Tom Rinaldi. Actually, Aaron's trailing just Dak, <laughs> and Tom is on trailing just CD Lamb. I promise we're going to get to this. Is th- this is more important than the game? It's actually more important. <laughs> Read the right. guys. We'll get Please. we'll get to uh we'll talk Joel Embiid. We've been teasing it the entire show. We will definitely get to it. We'll talk NBA most valuable player. All our bets for tonight coming up at the end of the show. Very much looking forward to that. But for now, we'll continue breaking down our thoughts for divisional weekend in the NFL. And I think the only game Ken that we've done like in totality so far is the Bucks and the Lions. And we gave you not a nothing burger, because both of us kind of just think everything's correct in the game, but our thoughts on like what we might want to do in the game, the derivatives we might like to play. Uh, I like the Detroit-Kansas City teaser leg on Sunday. If I had to bet the game, I would bet I would lay Detroit, and I would bet the over in the game. Um, we did kind of halfway in the pool on the Ravens and Texans, but you yeah. said like maybe you wanted to like play out kind of how you think the game's going to go. And that may steer us in the direction of some bets. So what are you thinking here? And then we'll do the Packers and the Niners. And, of course, we'll spend a lot of time on the Bills and Chiefs in full. But Houston and Baltimore, kind of like taking your temperature on this one, buddy. Where are you at here with the first game of the weekend? Um, Well, I don't know if I'm anywhere close to, like, loving side and total bets in the game. I think what I have to try to figure out is, like, do I buy the idea that with, like, multiple weeks off, the Ravens will somehow come out a little clunky on offense? Uh, because if I don't think that, if I do, then the bets are easy, right? And and you heard Pizzola say it too. These like layoff teams. Like, do you want do you want to play the Texans early? I guess team that's been off for a couple of weeks. Layoffs. Uh, do you want to play? Do you want to play the Packers? Uh, you know, because the the Niners haven't been in a competitive game in a couple of weeks with their starters on the field. Totally get those angles. Packers one I think is stronger because if you got the sense that they would take the same approach of taking the the kickoff early and receiving, or the Niners would obviously defer, then that gives you a little more gas to, to like make those bets, knowing that, knowing that you kind of get that, that playing out that way. I don't think we think the Texans are like, definitely like we want the ball. We're going to score. Like, I don't know if that's what Stratton and the Texans are going to do in that game. So they are different. Um, yeah. Just I'm reminded of, and it was, uh, it was the Titans international game in the middle of the season when we had this conversation on the air and 
the Ravens were able to build like a multi-possession lead early in that game with kind of like a dynamic passing attack, and, like a lot of balance on offense. Lamar was hitting plays down the field. Tennessee was playing just terribly and the Ravens were able to build a lead as a result of it. And we got to halftime of that game and you and I were on the air doing a Sunday morning show and we were talking about what we wanted to bet in the second half. And I just said, look, like, I don't know if this is going to happen or not. The Ravens are not particularly adept at running the ball well, generating explosive plays on the ground when they're playing with a lead. And this was before the whole, like, Keaton Mitchell emerges and then he gets knocked out for the season. Like, none of that had happened yet. Keaton Mitchell, I think, wasn't even on the active roster in that game. It was like, look, they're going to they're gonna go, like, two yards a carry with Gus Edwards because they're going to, like, get really conservative. They're going to punt a lot. And maybe that lets Tennessee back in the game because of what the Ravens are doing, because of how they're choosing to play. I feel like I could kind of see this playing out the exact same way where the Ravens like early in the game using a lot of advantages on the field that they have. And the fact that I don't think the Texans offense can stop them particularly well, build a lead. You bet the Ravens in the first half, probably if that was the case or something like that. And then if it gets to halftime and it's Ravens by 13 Ravens by 17 Ravens by 10, whatever, did they do the same thing and do it without Keaton Mitchell, like do it with Gus Edwards and justice Hill. And here's two yards and, you know, the Texans can hold up pretty well against the run normally in the game. So, like, is it is it going to be kind of the same thing? Like, would you, you know, I, I thought about, like, do I want to bet the Texans in that run out? If it's like Ravens build a lead and it seems like they're going to turtle a little bit late in the game, which they are not good at. And that's different from the Niners. Niners get the lead. Guess what? It's Christian McCaffrey for 900 yards. Like, that's what happens when they have the lead. And it gets the Packers defense, too. That's not what would happen in Ravens-Texans, I don't think. I don't think it would play out like that. What's also interesting in, in synchronization, and by the way, uh, I texted someone, hashtag who would know, about Green Bay receiving if they win the toss on Saturday. I will, uh, I will, I will, I will bring that to everyone if and when I get the answer to that question during the show today. I'll look at the glean some inside information on that particular subject. Um, also, kind of like helping matters, Ken, for the handicap that you just laid out there, the Houston side of it. Where I think, you know, Bobby Slowick, obviously, like the young hotshot offensive coordinator from Pro Football Focus, might be a head coach next season in the NFL. Like the one area um, that he's been criticized a lot for this season has been his kind of reluctance to just turn Stroud loose. We saw it in Week 18 against Indianapolis, like limited number of pass attempts in the game. Sticks with the run far too long. So let's say we get to halftime, Ken. 13, 14-6, whatever, Ravens, and the game's kind of getting away from Houston a little bit, don't we think that they just kind of, like, turn Stroud loose? And then you have, like, like the next big thing throwing out on almost every play here, maybe coupled with a Ravens team that might try and turtle and just get out of dodge with a victory, survive and advance, and eat the BCS, style points don't matter, advance to the AFC Championship game, where uh, I, I think I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down, buddy, here, uh, on this game here, where is it Ravens first half, under first half, Maybe not under first half, but Ravens first half. And then Texans and the over in the second half, if you get that run out in the first half? Yeah, it might be. The other uh, the other thing that I think is working against... So my my best guess, just I don't want to like dodge the question. My best guess in both Saturday games is I think the favorites cover. And I think they play well. I think they win by margin. That's my best guess for how I think the both games play out. I don't see upsets. Um, I, I don't see like the makeup here in terms of like wanting to bet the dog in either market. I think it's like don't bet the game or bet the favorite in both markets. But like... 
how it could play out in terms of like the order of the scoring or what could end up happening it is a really interesting setup like what if the ravens come out really sharp we've seen them do this in a couple games this year uh they had a ton of trouble putting away matthew stafford and the rams not that the rams and the texans run the same offense or anything like that but just you know like we we have seen this kind of like inability like in the big games that's actually when they played their best the ravens maybe it's a quality of opponent thing where when they play like an a-level opponent that's that's when they're like all systems are firing but when they kind of play to the level of their competition they play kind of b-level opponents c-level opponents teams could keep it close a little bit more against them i think we've seen that a little bit from this ravens team so it is an interesting idea if they get out to a lead they probably don't race to 40 to nothing or something like that that probably seems really unlikely as opposed to the niners and jordan love like the packers can win the game they can be they can be great they can score that can happen like Shanahan's been conservative before, but the Niners are operating from a position of strength when they have the lead in the game. Their offensive line's really good. They run block really well. Their receivers and tight ends run block really well. McCaffrey's the offensive player of the year. That's a that's a that's a position of strength. That's somewhere you that's somewhere you want to be uh, in an NFL game, even if Shanahan's going to get a little conservative and, and kick field goal. So I do think, as much as I've grouped those two games together, there's a difference. The only other note. I have on the Texans game and I would be, again, if you like the dog, that's fine. They can win. Just this would make me really nervous. I brought it up. Like I hit a prop by accident in the Browns game. Like it did not play out the way I thought. And I won the prop anyway. And I played Kaimi Fairbairn over points thinking that one thing the Texans had struggled with is a really, 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 really like big weakness of theirs. Uh, red zone offensive efficiency in a lot of their key games this year, where it seems like the book on the Texans is their best chance to score is a 50-yard touchdown. That's their best chance to score. Like, air it out behind the defense, let Stroud make these crazy throws, and he's awesome at it. When the field shrinks, they have a lot of issues. And you even saw that one drive that stalled early, like when they actually got in the red zone, not when they scored a 60-yard touchdown. That came up for them. Great, here's Mike McDonald and the best defense in the league that's not the Browns, like, or the co-best defense in the league. And then what do they do? They settled for field goals in like all of those situations this year. They didn't go for it on fourth down a ton unless they were like at the one yard line. Are they going to kick a lot of threes? Like, is that going to happen? Like that ain't not winning doing that either. That's it's it's I brought it up. I feel like 15 times this year with the Texans. that This is an issue they have. And it's come up in a bunch of big spots for them. It didn't come up last week. They were so electric on offense. They didn't get in the red zone a lot. They just scored anyway, because there's here's Nico Collins for a billion. Here's this guy for a billion. It just didn't play out the same way, but just worth knowing, like, as much as we think Houston's explosive and they are, they also don't play great when the field compresses. You better, you better hear Nick and Ken on a Thursday. Love this conversation, uh, rapping about divisional weekend in the National Football League. I think the conclusion, at the conclusion of this conversation about this game that I'm coming to here, I think this might be a live betting game for me. Um, and I've done so many radio segments this week, and I did the, my Border Spreads video for BetMGM, which I think just went live. People want to check it out on the BetMGM YouTube page. And what I've been saying is if, like, you're going to make me pick the game pregame, like, what, what, what would I want to do? I'd lay Baltimore. Uh, not with, like, an extreme level of confidence, but I'd bet the Ravens. I, I think I kind of want to bet this game live and kind of, and I'll bet it live, and I'll kind of see how it plays out. I, I think I might be looking for an opportunity to either play an over or, like, play the Texans live if the Ravens jump out to a lead here. Because then we think, like, I think we feel pretty confident that Shroud will start throwing, which probably means good things because, you know, he's great. And then the Ravens are going to do what the Ravens do. Here's... And by the way, it's not just Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Are you are you excited for Dalvin Cook to run like six times for eight yards on Saturday for the Ravens against the Texans defense? So I, I don't know if I'll bet them, this game right? pregame. 
They're definitely going to use him a couple oh. times. And it's going to be oh, miserable. Yeah. How is that going to well, be good? He's he's fifth. He's like problem with Melvin Gordon is that he fumbles on every other carry. So like Cook's definitely an upgrade over him, but I think we can, maybe that'll be the end of the niceties about uh about Delvin Cook at this stage in his career. So likely can to be no bet for you pregame here on the Ravens and Texans. I I I think this is going to be a live betting game for me. I just uh I'm like spooked by like the ghost of Lamar Jackson against the Titans. Like I think a lot of people are. We're like I I like Baltimore in this game. I just like is the first half clunky? Does it not look how I thought it was going to has it look how it looks it's looked all season? Okay, like maybe maybe they don't cover the game I guess. I uh I would be and I, famous last word Stroud and Love are so good. I'd be shocked if either team I really would I don't feel that way about a lot. Like the Packers and Niners played a couple of years ago. People remember I I was live tweeting this game it was back when I still tweeted a lot. Um when Which the, one the was Niners this? upset Which Niners, Niners Packers upset game? Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau on that uh, two Saturday years ago. night. Yep. Yeah, after after the Niners beat the Cowboys in the wildcard round. And um, a similar market, too. I think that was eight and a half or nine and a half, the point spread in that game. That oh, cold night like at less. Lambeau, whatever. That was, like, that was less. That was like five six and, and a half, half, six. Five okay. less. Maybe like five and a half, well, six, yeah. I don't know if that's true. I live, it's, it might have been a little more than that. I live bet the Niners 50 times during that game and liked the Niners in the game, even going into the game. Liked the Niners a lot. We, I, we, the tweets, we bet the them going into that there. game. Right, yeah, like the it's just literally every commercial break. I'm like Niners, but like the prices were astro. That's what makes me think they were a big favorite. The prices were astro. I mean, like plus because well, it was all about Nick Bosa. Because like right. I don't know if Bosa right. played in the game. I, I'll look at it. you. Right. Might be right. I thought it was like five and a half, six. You might be right. You, I, you know what? The the right answer, honestly, is probably just between between what we're guessing, which would be like seven or something like that. Maybe like maybe that was the point spread of the game. Uh, pretty pretty big dog, right? More than a field goal for sure, and. uh and so my point is just, it's not like every time we get this set up, I just like the favorite and I don't think the underdog has a chance. There are plenty of situations where I do like the underdog. Um, I don't like these two setups for the underdog at all. I don't like that they showed us these games last week. So people got it and the dog, like there has not been a ton of line movement in the game, but what we have had is underdog on both. Favorite has not gotten bet out a lot. Favorite has not gone to like 10 and a half and there's all this interest pushing, not injuries pushing the line out. That's not happening. There's actually, like, interest in the dog in both games against, again, like, the two best teams in the league. And we just saw, like, uh, is it a little bit of recency bias? Stroud played. They both had perfect passer ratings. They played awesome. That's also the game we just saw in both of the other teams were, were off last week. You don't think that's going to, like, lead into how these markets are shaped a little bit? That would make me very nervous if I like the dogs in these games that, like, I don't think you're getting a valuable number on either of them. It's going to be funny when, like, my bets this weekend are Saturday a two-team seven-pointer and Sunday a two-team six-pointer, and maybe that's how I'll choose to play these games. I will say, and we can start the conversation on the Packers and Niners uh, part, like, 300 in this series. Now, we'll carry it over to the next segment. Um, I really like the over in this game. I think San Francisco names its score against the Joe Barry defense. I think they're going to score a lot. I see almost no run out. And I guess like you brought one up, which is like San Francisco turns the ball over like eight, eight times. Not impossible that that could happen. I think what's more once. likely is San Francisco, San Francisco names its score. And then in lieu of betting the Packers to keep the game close, I, I'll bet on Jordan Love to at least move the football enough to score against what I think is a little bit of an overrated Niners defense with Steve Wilkes, not D'Amico Ryans, not Bobby Sala pulling the strings on defense. I like the over in the game on Saturday night. 
We'll find out Ken's thoughts on the Packers and Niners, and then we will give you a full breakdown of the Bills and the Chiefs in the game of the weekend. Coming up next.